When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, welcome to part two of the 21 best moments of 2021. I'm Justin Michael. This is the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Something to keep in mind for our homeowners with prices going up, it's creating natural equity in your home. If you have mortgage insurance, chances are you can refinance out of that and make the bubble work for you. If you're in the buyer's market, you know how stressful trying to buy a house is right now. If you've attempted this process, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, especially in Colorado, it's just, it's crazy out here. So let Mike and Virginia Chevalier take the burden off this extremely difficult process. They're going to alleviate so much stress. Just take some of that worry off your plate. They're proud DNVR members, they're CSU alum, and they have a fun perk for DNVR listeners. If you go to dnvrmortgage.com, not only can you enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice, you're also going to get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. You can also call Mike directly at 970-412-2472, or again, go to dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. All right, all right, all right. I already explained on the first part that, you know, this, for the purposes of this episode, most of this was going to be through the lens of men's basketball and the football program, just because those are the two programs that I actually cover in depth. I did want to include the the women's basketball program. Obviously, they're off to a 9-1 and start this year. And really, I think this run, it kind of goes back to the beginning of conference play last year when they start three and one against the league with a a split at Fresno State, the team that was kind of expected to run away with the conference last year. Obviously, they have the Cavender sisters, two of the better players in the league. And then they follow that up by going, coming home and sweeping San Diego State. And kind of like the way that I talked about that, that road win over Utah State, or I mean, you could also reference the comeback win against San Diego State, which happened before that. We'll get to that later in this list. I feel like those were some of the first opportunities where we kind of saw the men's team, you know, flash what they could be. That hot start, you know, in league play last season, I feel like that was kind of the, the first taste of what this women's team could be. They didn't end up closing out the season, you know, the way they wanted to actually ended up going out on a four-game losing streak, losing the last three regular season games of the year, and then also, you know, losing in the their opening round against Boise State, a team that just seems to have CSU's number when it comes to the women's basketball tournament. I don't know what it is, you know, even going, going back to all those years with Ellen Nistrom and Elon Gustafsson where the Rams won the regular season title four straight years. It just always felt like 
there was Boise State there to, to spoil the party, and they they did again last year. Um, yeah, but still, you know, this this women's team, they are certainly in contention going into league play. Hopefully they're able to play against Boise State here in a couple of days. Big, big time opportunity for the Rams to establish their presence at the beginning of conference play. Keeping the fun rolling, the the fans return to Canvas Stadium and Moby Arena. This is a little bit generic, not necessarily one moment. I mean, for you individually, your first return back to the stadium could have been a great moment. When I was putting this list together in particular, I was thinking of Oral Roberts for men's basketball and then South Dakota State for the football program. Obviously, the the Oral Roberts game, a much more desirable outcome for CSU fans than the South Dakota State game was. That game was just a big old kick to the groin. But before the game, the energy in that stadium, I remember just being on the sideline and you know, looking around and, and seeing students, you know, an hour before the game. And obviously we had the, the weather delay with the lightning and nobody's leaving their stadium or leaving their seats. The entire stadium is rocking. It's electric. It was probably the first time since like 2017 that Canvas Stadium had, had really felt that way. It had felt like an electric college football atmosphere. And when you see it at its capacity and when you see what it can be, it's clear that Canvas Stadium and CSU as a whole can be, you know, one of the the better home field experiences, one of the better home field advantages in, in all of the Mountain West. It's just the the success hasn't been there. We're seeing it finally with men's and women's basketball. You know, volleyball's been the most consistent program at, at CSU, at least in the Hobart era. But man, it, it was just so great to see the fans back in the stands, to feel that energy, to feel the buzz, because that's what makes college sports great. I mean, Pro sports, it's it's not really about the atmosphere. It's about the product and only about the product. The product is a big factor when it comes to college sports. Obviously, nobody enjoys seeing their team lose. That fucking sucks. But it, it is more than that. You know, it's singing the fight song. It's walking around campus. It's tailgate. It's everything that's also tied into it. And to feel that energy back, you know, at Canvas Stadium, it just... It was so good, and and I hope there's a lot more of that in the future, especially if you know Jay Norvell is able to to come in here and establish some type of success fairly early on. It would be great to see see that energy return next season because I think as it stands right now, you have a group of students that are just a little bit stir crazy. You know, they've been cooped up inside. Everybody has cabin fever. They just want to go out and do something, anything besides staying at home and watching TV and, you know, watching Netflix for the 8 millionth time these last couple of years, they want to go out and, and create memories and have these experiences. And, you know, so far we haven't seen that support, that excitement for CSU athletics dissipate yet. But, you know, if the football team, you know, they come out and you have another three and nine years or something like that, it's just, it's hard to keep that momentum. So as, as unfortunate as all of this, COVID-19 stuff has been as, as difficult as the pandemic has been, as frustrating as it has been. I think the one positive of it has been that you now have a fan base that's just desperate to go. And I think because of that, you know, we've seen volleyball, football, the basketball programs. We've just seen a lot more support from these students than, you know, we had seen for a couple of years leading up to it. I hope that stays even, you know, once we hopefully get through this pandemic, if we ever do. But it, it just, it felt so good between that Oral Roberts game and, and even the South Dakota State game before it played out the way it did to 
to feel Ram Nation, you know, to, to feel that energy, to see everybody stoked and, you know, people with their, their faces painted green and proud to be t-shirts everywhere. It was just, it was awesome. It's, it's what college sports are all about. And it felt so good to, to see everybody back where they belong. Uh, number nine, we've got the homecoming victory. Not a lot of good moments at home for this CSU football team. And I actually struggled with how I wanted to do these rankings just because I actually think the Toledo victory was more impressive. I think when you factor in the winning streak against New Mexico in that context, you could even make an argument that that game mattered more. But it was an opportunity on homecoming for CSU fans to be together, to feel pride for the team, for the university. I mean, they come out and they beat the reigning conference champions. Again, I know that San Jose State, they they came back to life this year. They weren't the Cinderella story that caught everybody by storm in 2020. But they were still a you know a quality football team, all things considered. Lost a couple of tight games, otherwise, you know, they would have had a, a little bit more of an impressive record. But I just think for the fans, especially to get that experience was so important, especially because, you know, when you think about South Dakota State, when you think about the border war and Vanderbilt, like how many Air Force, just how many frustrating moments there were for CSU when the fans actually got to be there. I mean, Toledo, most of the people weren't there, you know, I was watching on TV. So I just, I think for football fans to get that, get that moment in the sun, get to get to taste victory a little bit. And, you know, at that point, I think there was a little bit more confidence surrounding the program, just given you had already beaten Toledo, you had just, you know, hung with Iowa. So to, to get that win at home, I just, I think it was a good moment. There weren't a lot of great moments for the football program this fall. That was one of them. Number eight, the uh, the comeback victory against Mississippi State for CSU men's basketball on December 11th, the, the most recent victory of all of these that we were bringing up. I, I almost put this one a little bit higher just because, you know, a, a win over an SEC team, that's big time. No matter when it happens, the fact that it's on a neutral court is beside the point. But the Rams, you know, they go down double digits in that one. You're playing a physical, athletic team that expects to contend in one of the better leagues in America. And CSU just finds a way to pull it out. I mean, just another example of the grit that this group plays with. I mean, you can't you can't ever knock them off balance. You know what I mean? They're just so steady with everything that they do. But I also think this was just an important victory in terms of the way that, you know, the, the rest of the country views CSU. At this point, you know, the Rams, they already had a win over Creighton and, and that win over Creighton continues to look better. And again, that'll be another moment that we talk about um, here momentarily. You have the win over St. Mary's. We've already talked about that. You have the win over Oral Roberts. But I feel like this neutral site victory over Mississippi State was, it was a, a big test for the Rams in, in terms of just, you know, their validity. I think a lot of people were looking at CSU and they're like, yeah, you know, they, they, they've done some impressive things here early on. But how are they going to be able to hang with the big boys? You know, how are they going to be able to hang with a group like Mississippi State? You know, they got Harrison Brooks, who came over from North Carolina, a big, strong group that's going to push them physically, you know, really kind of try and play bully ball a little bit. And what did CSU do? They found a way to, to edge it out. David Roddy played like he was six foot ten in that game, did not care about the Bulldog size advantage and it was just an awesome moment, you know, a lot of a lot of fun wins for the CSU basketball team. And 
really it all probably just kind of depends on the moment. Like where were you watching the game? Who were you watching it with? Were you there in person? Were you watching on TV? All of that kind of shakes out, you know, which one actually means more to you. But I, I do feel like that, that home or that neutral site win over Mississippi state is one of the more significant regular season victories for this program. Certainly since I've been following, you know, um, but I think when you look at the history of the program, I think it's probably one of the, the one of the better regular season wins. All right, uh, we already talked about this one a little bit, but the next moment is CSU beating Creighton in the Paradise Jam. They win that one 95 to 81. Again, that win over Creighton just continues to look better. David Roddy, I mean, 36 points. It, it's the Creighton game for David Roddy, and it was Gian Clavel going to Viejas in that uh that crazy, you know, magnificent seven season where he dropped 37, I believe. Those are the the two best individual performances I've seen from a CSU player ever, at least in terms of just scoring the basketball. But Roddy was unreal in that one. Deshaun Thomas goes off for 21 points. He hit five threes. Roddy hit seven threes. Isaiah Stevens has 17 points and 11 assists. And they beat a team that's going to, you know, play a factor in the Big East, a power six. You know, I know the power six versus power five gets framed a little bit differently in college basketball. You know, you you beat a a power six team in a, in a major way. And again, you know, Creighton, they just, they look more and more solid as the season has progressed, but it's significant to score 25 in a college basketball game. If you score 30, you know, you were really feeling it 36 though. That's absurd. The only thing I can complain about is the fact that that game was streaming only, you know, at least they, at least for that Creighton game, they had figured out some of the the technical difficulties. <laughs> but I mean, I just I can't state it enough just how talented David Roddy is. But one of the most individually dominant performances from a CSU basketball player I've ever seen, and he did it to help his team advance to the championship game, to beat a Power Six team, to beat a Power Six team convincingly. You know, again, just one of the the more significant moments for this program so far this season. Uh, big time, big time win. All right, we will give you the final six moments here in just a second. But it is uh, it's Christmas week, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports winning partner of the NBA, has a gift that'll certainly put you in the holiday spirit. New customers can bet just five dollars on any NBA team to win, win one hundred and fifty in free bets if they're victorious. It's a great way to put some extra jingle in your pocket. All DraftKings customers can also get in the Christmas spirit with the holiday free bet surprise. Everyone will get a free bet up to $50 instantly as DraftKings gives away up to $10 million in prizes. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR. Bet just $5 on any NBA team. Win $150 in free bets if they're victorious. Again, that promo code DNVR this Christmas week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. I also want to shout out the homies over at Snooze Sleep. Specifically, I want to talk about the Snooze Flip, one of the most universal mattresses on the planet. You can customize your sleeping experience to fit your needs. One side is soft, one side is firm. You can flip it to the side that fits your body best. The cover is also reversible with one side up to five degrees cooler while it's cozy warm on the other. The zippable cover makes the Snooze Flip a true four-in-one mattress. 
It's the only four-in-one mattress with these features. I, I mean, really, the thing that I really love about Snooze Sleep, aside from the fact that they're Colorado-based, is they make their products for, you know, entrepreneurs, for go-getters. It's a community of hustlers, and it's a lot like DNVR. I mean, it's really a perfect fit. Snooze is made in Colorado, but it's designed for the world, and you can take advantage of the new Snooze Flip mattress getting delivered straight to your door. And on top of that, it expands faster than most, so you can be sleeping in your mattress same day as delivery. Use the code DNVR, and you're going to get $250 off a mattress plus another $250 off the adjustable base. That's $500 of savings on a queen mattress. You can get up to $1,000 on the dual split king. $1,000 in savings, guys. That is absolutely crazy. Go to snoozesleep.com today. Make sure you use that code DNVR. Get hooked up with those amazing savings. Get it shipped straight to your door. Happy sleeping and recovery fam. All right, drum roll, please. The top six moments of 2021 for CSU men's basketball and CSU football mostly. Uh, Kendall Moore making the game-winning layup in Laramie. That was a really fun night. I went up to that game with my buddies, Jacob, Micah, and Mike, and then Nicholas Toffelmeyer, a.k.a. Daily Adam Thistlewood. So a lot of really great CSU supporters in attendance. You know, it was in kind of the the heart of the pandemic. So, you know, while most places CSU didn't let fans in all season, Wyoming loosened up a little bit. This was a late January game, went up to Laramie, actually sat in the stands instead of getting a credential, watched it with my boys. And it was just a fun game. You know, Wyoming gets up and CSU does what they do. They come back in the second half. Kendall Moore makes a game-winning layup where he has to really fight through some serious contact. But that was just one of the better games of his career. Uh, PJ Bird played some big minutes in that. Isaiah Stevens fouling out late, you know, very rare for him. So just a fun night, you know, a great opportunity for some Ram fans to get to experience a big win over a rival in person when those opportunities were, were few and far between between 2020 and 2021. Number five, I've got CSU Men's Basketball throttling Oral Roberts in the home opener. There was so much energy in Moby Arena that night, so much excitement. You have Max Azemis in town. NBA scouts are there in abundance to see all of the talent. You have a fan base that is just itching to go. You know, like I said, kind of talking about that, that last game and why it was so fun just because the fans got an opportunity to be there. Oral Roberts was very similar. You know, not only did you get the big time win, the offense is just completely explosive. You get 30 out of John Tanjay, who could not miss, it seemed like, in that one. Just an awesome game from him. He's been so impressive this year in general. I I really can't state his impact enough. Um, but just for the fans to get to experience it in person and to have that big-time win over a team that had previously made the Sweet 16, it just kind of set the tone for what was to come You know, over those next nine games. And obviously, the Rams have won nine in a row since that. One of the more fun nights at Moby Arena that I can remember. And Northern Colorado was great. I mean, St. Mary's was awesome as well. There have been some good ones, and I'm sure there's going to be even more down the line, especially if this team continues to win. I mean, I can't imagine that the the atmosphere is going to get worse or that the crowds are going to be smaller or anything like that. But it, it, it was just such a fun night, such a great moment for Ram Nation for this program. And it, it kind of con- confirmed, you know, what everybody believed and that that this is the year of the Rams that this program had finally arrived. If you lose that game, 
is it the end of the world? No. But I also think it opens a lot of door for skepticism and and doubts, you know, oh, I don't know, maybe this team was a little bit overhyped, you know, first time they've ever ever been preseason favorites. Maybe, you know, they're feeling themselves a little bit too much. No, they come out, they whoop that ass, they contain Max Aismas as, as best as you can, and and they win a big-time game against a, a team that had previously made the Sweet 16. So, great moment for the fans, great moment for the team, and one of the more fun regular season victories that I can remember. Number four, I put CSU football fires Steve Adazio, hires Jay Norvell. And again, we are going to emphasize more on the hiring of Jay Norvell than the firing of Steve Adazio. But now that the coaching carousel has all kind of settled out, I think when you look across the country, when you look at teams from the, the frame of what they had versus what they have now, I'm there are very few teams I think you can make an argument that made a better upgrade in coach than what CSU football was able to do going from Steve Adazio to Jay Norvell. I mean, you you steal a coach from your own conference, which destabilizes one of the better programs in your league. That's a win in itself. Being able to do that is a flex. It's a power move. So that's a win. And on top of that, you bring in a coach that has one of the most exciting offenses in the country. That's completely night and day from what you've been running. Another win. I mean, win, win, win. This was one of the rare instances where before they've even played a game, and again, you know, this is all theoretical at this point. It's all on paper. On paper, this is one of the better hires in the country and one of the few people where I think CSU fans could really look at it as an absolute home run. They they really just nailed this process. And that's kind of a rarity for CSU. You know, usually, usually they've got to mess it up a couple of times before they do it right. Maybe that's kind of the case here, I guess, where, you know, you mess it up with Bobo and Adazio. Hopefully you finally got it right. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it feels like CSU fans are due at this point. Again, I don't want to necessarily just kind of harp over and over again on the firing of Adazio. It was the right move. It needed to happen. But, you know, coaches are still humans too. And it just feels like poor taste to, to jump up and down on their graves we can we can acknowledge the fact that they deserve to be fired that it was a move that needed to to happen but more excited i i am more excited at least i should say for the future and the fact that they have these great coaches now than i am for the fact that they are rid of bad coaches i don't know i just i want to focus on the positivity and not just dwell on on the negative cuz i think that's really easy to do and there's plenty of of sports people out there that will we'll frame their content that way. It's just not me. It's just not what I want to do. Number three, CSU men's basketball wins the Paradise Jam. I struggled with if I wanted to put the championship game over the Creighton game just because it was obviously against a, a bigger opponent. You know, David Roddy dropping 36 was significant. But it's, a, you know, it's their first in-season tournament victory since they won the Great Alaskan Shootout back in 2014-15. And to come back, you know, the way they did, they were just completely getting their butts kicked in that first half. They come back down 16, 18, whatever it was, and they find a way to, to beat Northeastern in the Paradise Jam championship game, secure that trophy. A lot of fun. I mean, again, it's it's just one of those situations where, yeah, CSU still has plenty to accomplish. It's way too early to start feeling themselves or or acting like, you know, the goal is is complete. But you do have to celebrate the good moments when they come and that was a great moment. I mean, CU, they go down there, they choke. The Rams, they go down there, they take care of business. 
They earn a bunch of national respect with the way that they were able to do so. And just a really fun game, you know? I I still think back to that comeback. And the weird thing was, is even when they were down, you know, 15, 16 points, there was no part of me that was like, this is over. You just assume with this Rams team that they're going to come back. And, and that's a testament to to how good they are and, and the type of, you know, mindset that they they play with. You know, they don't get too high, don't get too low. I know that's a coaching cliche, but it really is true. And you see it with the way that this group, whether they're winning by 20 or losing by 20, they just do their thing. They play smart basketball and it's a lot of fun to watch. It's it's just a lot of fun to not only see a CSU team have talent, but to also have a, a group of high character individuals that are just great people. You know, they, they represent the university so well. They represent this team so well. And not only that, but they show up in the biggest moments. I mean, how many talented CSU teams over the years, whether it be football, basketball, volleyball in the NCAA tournament, uh, women's basketball in, in the Mountain West tournament, how many talented groups have just, you know, when, when the lights were shining brightest, completely laid an egg? I mean, in my lifetime, it, it, it almost feels like a guarantee whenever there's going to be a big CSU moment. And this team, they're bucking that trend. You know, they're they're... They're making it so you expect them to pull it out. And they just deserve so much credit. The players do, the coaches do. And it was it was a great moment. So that's why I have it in my top three. Number two, the comeback victory over San Diego State at Viejas. This game was actually January 2nd, 2021. So we, we started the year <laughs> with a bang, about as much excitement as you possibly could. Uh, the Rams were down 26 in that game. They find a way to come back. John Tanjay tops it off with the four-point play. You know, he sinks the three-pointer in the corner, draws the foul, makes the free throw. Largest comeback win in, Div- in uh, Division I men's basketball last season. One of five road comebacks of 26 points or more between uh, D1 teams in the last decade. So just a, an absurdly crazy game. And again, you know, whether it's that Utah State game and Logan or it's this comeback, I just... I feel like that's when we realized with this group, yeah, they actually are different. I mean, there there were flashes of that, you know, going back to Roddy and, and Isaiah Stevens' freshman year. I think back to that game-winning shot Isaiah Stevens hit at Moby against Nevada. I think everybody knew that this was coming. But that, that comeback win at Viejas, I mean, that's significant. That is one of the toughest venues in the country. San Diego State, obviously the face of Mountain West basketball, you know, since Steve Fisher went in and, and turned that program around. I mean, obviously he's gone now at this point, but they've just, they've been able to, to keep it rolling under Brian Dutcher. And years from now, you know, when I, when I think back to that game, it, it's still just going to be so crazy. And it was on CBS too. Like that was what was really awesome about it. Not only does CSU get to have this amazing moment, they get to do it on national television. Like there's nothing wrong with the CBS Sportsnet broadcast. I haven't, I've actually, you know, I kind of have a soft spot for them just because I've watched so much basketball on that channel in the last 15 years. But to get that comeback win on the main station, national TV, you know, I think that really put the Rams on the map for a lot of people. It, it definitely, you know, caught the attention of the the national college basketball people. And just a great moment. Like, I, I, I almost put this one. The only reason it's not number one is I put Trey McBride winning the Mackey Award and becoming the first consensus All-American as as number one, just because it's so rare, you know, like 
the second individual award winner in, in program history, first consensus All-American. That's crazy. I mean, there there will not be another Trey McBride. There just there won't be. Not a guy that has as much talent. You know, he's a local dude. And, and when you factor in what he means to this program, I mean, just one of the most important players to ever suit up for CSU. And to see the season that he put on this year was just incredible. I know that most of this season was was frustration. It was disappointment. But week in and week out, you could always count on number 85 going out there, making a crazy catch, you know, blocking some dude into the dirt, just giving it his all every single snap. And because of that, you know, Trey is, is forever going to be one of my favorite players in program history. But, you know, to, to see him win those awards was just so cool. And it was such a neat moment for a, a CSU fan base that just hasn't had much to, to feel proud about it, at least on the football side, really going back to like 2014. I know there were some decent moments the first couple Bobo years. Even at the end, you still had like the Arkansas upset. Adazio picked up the Wyoming win in 2020, but there just there have not been a lot of good moments for this fan base in the last half decade. Trey McBride has has been the the rare bright spot in a lot of darkness. So him winning the Mackey, that's my number one moment of 2021. If I if I miss something, I'm sorry. Again, this was mostly through the the lens of football and men's basketball. Um, if I missed a big moment, tweet it at me. Let me know. I, I had a lot of fun going through all this. I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. It was it was neat to kind of realize how many good moments there really were in this year. It was a special year for me personally. Um, you know, got a dog I love, girlfriend, new contract with DNVR, all of that, but also just a really fun sports year. You know, a lot of a lot of fun moments, and the 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 future appears to be even brighter. So, good things have happened. Even better things to come. Happy New Year's, everyone. We will have more content throughout the week. Happy holidays. Stay safe. Stay warm out there. Much love. Thank you.